so much of me is made of what I learned from you. You'll be with me like a handprint on my heart. And now whatever way our stories end, I know you have rewritten mine by being my friend. Like a ship blown from its mooring by a wind off the sea. Like a sea dropped by a skybird in a distant wood. Who can say if I've been changed for the better? Because I knew you, I have been changed for good. Have you seen Wicked? It's from my favorite musical. I think so. It's so good. Oh, not the musical. The so musical. Oh my oh, god. There's, I was thinking of no, a movie. There's no movie. I it's, haven't seen it. Oh my, like it's some of the storylines that they have written for that are just. I really love Wicked. I could talk about Wicked all day. I remember you talking when, about going. Really? Were you going to oh, perform it? it? No, no. Oh, maybe, but it was canceled. Mm. Um, I have a Wicked vinyl. Mm. Yeah, so we could have a sauna sesh and listen mm. to the entire Wicked musical yes. soundtrack. Yes. And I could explain to you what's happening with every song so you can like list, you can do the play in your head. I'd love that. It would, yeah, that would be fun. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been singing for? Always. My, oh, my... Wow, I love that. Always. I don't know. I've never had response. Thanks. I've never done um, um, like lessons or taken it seriously. I just, yeah. I, I don't really don't want to. The second I, I'm like, ooh, I sound real good, and then I'll like record myself, and I'm just like, it's just, it doesn't, nope. Mm. I, I I really like it being just a, for me, mantra bonfire type thing. Why? Mm. Total play. Yeah, mm. I, I don't want it to be work at all. It's one of the few things that I... Because um, everything else I feel a bit called to like... Commodify. Not, yeah, and not everything, but but not commodify, <laughs> but find a way to coagulate into like a... Yeah. Monitor. In, into a service. In, in, into and a livelihood. Service. Yes. Actually, I take that back because that's not true because maybe I could do like mantra meditation in yoga classes one day or like... Mm. But... Um, I just don't want to take myself too seriously about it because it's it's just mm. like it's it's one of the few things I have where I don't judge myself at all. I'm just fully enjoying it, so I don't mm. want to like record and then be like, oh, like was I off? Key? Like I just no, not for singing. Hmm. But I love to sing. I think that's what makes you good at it—that you're oriented to the process Thanks. rather than what you can get from it. Totally, and that's I mean that's why people, um, yeah, like when you can access a flow state in anything you're doing, people enjoy watching you do that because it looks mm. divine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but mantras brought singing for me to a whole other level. Um, mm. I used to, I did musical theater a little bit as a kid. I did like, when I was nine, I had my big break and I was Joseph in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> Have you ever seen that one? It's a movie. <laughs> And, and then I was Simba and the Lion King, and then I was Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. That was my, like, trio wow. of, like, stardom years. Wow. That was, that was talk of the town. <laughs> it's not talk of the town. <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah, and then, I, and then I just stopped for so many years, other than, like, by myself. And then um, I got a ukulele, and I started... Um, getting asked to do like little performances like wherever I was doing vegan activism um, events uh, I, I would be asked to like sometimes sing a little bit and I was so opposed to it because of what I told you but I'm like I don't mm. want this to be a th I don't want to go on stage and perform but I realized that was mostly miss fear of being judged talking and it was th and they were very fun opportunities to like jump into cold water in a way that mm. was totally safe it was the worst that could happen um so i think i um found a lot more peace with 
just like kind of my general anxiety I find myself floating through some days with through doing that it was definitely like a I'm really scared of this and I did it and it was fun that's my singing journey Mm -hmm. I was worried about um, recording therapy sessions and conversations because I for the same reasons I thought it might take me out of the moment out of the flow and then you're like judging how you did afterwards yeah which initially I think there was some of that going on I think many people can get drawn into that if they get famous quickly that I've I've enjoyed the kind of slow entry into it that I've been able to maintain a practice and maintain presence through that added layer of inhabiting the observer perspective as I'm talking as I'm like talking now part of me is conscious of what other people might be perceiving or reading into what I'm saying and so it does affect the way I'm communicating now but because of the podcast you're referring to yeah Yeah, just the awareness that we're recording the possibility that other people might listen to this changes how I communicate I think it got in the way more in the early days but the more I do it Mm. the the, the more I can just be aware of that and allow that to kind of integrate what happens rather than that be the dominant um, thought in my mind that distracts me from yes. forming my thoughts and being present for the other person. Yeah. So it's like, it's a concentration to practice in a way. I'm concentrating on you. I'm concentrating on my own it's thoughts. And I'm concentrating on how this might be perceived. Be perceived. It's like three points of awareness, which is you're quite it, like supercomputer right now. Think about it. like that's a lot of cognitive <laughs> processing. How amazing that we're d- think about what we're doing right now. We're just mm. in these meat suits. We're just these like silly monkeys, and like the the magnitude of all the layers of what we're doing and how our bodies are enabling us to do this thing right now. Mm. The technology involved. What? What? Huh? Yeah. How <laughs> do we do it? And this, yeah, there's so much complexity. I think this is what makes it so hard to develop AI is that they run into the halting problem. The halting? halting problem is when computers crash when they reach certain levels of complexity. Mm. The processors just can't deal with it. And so they use these grouping algorithms to sort of cluster um, certain factors, like group certain variables into like broader categories. Mm. Um, I think it's used particularly in robotic bipedal locomotion instead of Ah. trying to get lasers to respond to every single point on the ground in like terms of how you know it's elevation and how to position the robot's leg they're they're grouping they're cluster they're like averaging you know what is the texture of just the surface in this radius not trying to why? I get it. So, because if you go too precise, then it requires too much RAM and the computers crash. Sometimes I wonder if like, I didn't smoke as much weed as I have over the last eight years of my life. If I'd be smarter and like able to grasp those concepts uh, Defense how you define smart. You'd have... You'd, like you'd what you just said have hurt greater. my brain. <laughs> like w- would that not be the case? <laughs> You'd have it, we diminish a short-term memory yeah. processing. Not so, your IQ. Well, short memory is a component of IQ. Yeah. <laughs> but you might in in decreasing your sort of short-term memory and blurring your eyes a little bit, it gives you access to different experiences. You might be more. Um, responsive and receptive to new information so you might by constant but like indirectly increase your vocabulary uh, and I so certainly you, increase that my would increase your IQ flow state and um, sure you meet new people and just become more uh, flexible and adaptable yes. your, your problem solving creativity could be yes. increased thank you Mary these Jane. are facets of IQ it's been a beautiful relationship <laughs> it's been a toxic one at times for sure <laughs> she's been a bit of a um like codependent needy partner who like wants to come with me to like every event wants to like hang out first thing in the morning like needs like some time with me before bed um that's very beautiful one at times too (laughs) do you want to try some green ginger wine in your tea 
Um, green ginger. What? What? What, <laughs> what is that? It's like That's fermented ginger. Smell it. See what you think. Okay. I don't. Is this like? It's like the equivalent of grape wine in terms I don't of know liquor what grape content. Wine is. Like just normal wine from grapes. It's a little bit stronger than normal <laughs> What's wine. Grape wine? <laughs> I think it's um, a little strange. Wow, 18.5% alcohol. It, Definitely not 20%. wine. Yep. Yeah, stronger than wine. Between wine and spirits. Wow. It's a nice winter drink. Do you always get your guests drunk on your podcast? I don't know. Is that really how you get, get your content? I was just suggesting to the others, offering, inviting you to put some in your tea. Would it taste good? Yeah, I like I really enjoy it. I have it with like a lemon and ginger tea normally. I think it would work. How much should I put? I don't really um, yeah, drink I don't alcohol. Know, just so whatever. I don't really have a context. Should I stop? <laughs> no, that looks good. Okay. You can try it and add more if you want. Ah, that's how people <laughs> do alcohol. <laughs> You're laughing at me. Like I'm like a zoo animal that's doing something interesting right now. Yeah, it's entertaining. <laughs> this, is, this is a red drink and... I'm on a couch, so maybe just like don't stare at me while I right, get where right, I might laugh. Okay. I love feeling oh, like I'm in nice. a canopy with that tree, just sitting in this the upper limbs. Yeah, I really love that. I've always dreamed of having like a piece of land one day and building like a um, a treehouse, like some sort of mm. like as my main residence. Like, but but it being oh, yeah. really connected to the tree it's on with regards to. Maybe even somehow being designed where the trunk is like in the middle and goes through the bottom and the roof and then it's mm. built around that. Like, oh my God, mm. could you imagine living in that? Mm. Wow, that, that's my dream. Some sort of really cool nature-based architecture. Yeah. Sustainable, off-grid, greenhouse, grow most of my own food. Yeah. Water filtration system. Mm-hmm. Solar panels for my sauna, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. Balance. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about these things a lot as well. What are the the details of that? Like the ones that I just described that just get you really excited. Just little random things that you don't want to get attached to, but like are part of your vision. And I'm asking what they are for you. Oh, um, oh it goes on. I mean, so, I've spent many, many hours lamenting on ideas for this off-grid dwelling. Um, Tell me about some specific features that make you excited i'm interested in shipping containers incorporating mm. shipping containers and um thank you having like greenhouses sort of indoor food growing areas indoor yeah like an earth ship exactly yeah, yeah. I, I, I volunteered to um build help build some cob walls on an earth ship project ah. um and it was so fascinating have you ever seen ah. one in person no uh, no not exactly Okay. Not enough ships. Yeah, there's one where you can actually volunteer to um, help with this one. It's it's New South Wales only, like DA approved Earth ship. It's called Well Grounded. Huh. It's like two hours from Sydney. Cool. I can send you the. Yeah, please. Yeah. I'd love to check that out. It's really cool. It's really, <laughs> it'll be very inspiring for you in terms of the in, the indoor growing mm. of food. It looks amazing. I am caught. I'm becoming more and more cautious to feed those fantasies because. The reality of that dream is becoming increasingly questionable. Why? Mm, I just don't know if I want to work enough to be able to afford land, save enough money to buy land, and um, it's expensive to set up a sustainable off-grid home if you want to do it well. Something that lasts a long time, solar and everything like that. I'd want to do it well. Proper windows, like you. Yeah, I just don't know whether I want to work. I I don't know if I want to set that as a goal because of how much time I would need to Mm. um, sacrifice to get to that. Interesting. Um, And I can, like, I think a lot in terms of needs and strategies. There's a lot of needs that that would meet, that I can meet now with my current lifestyle and setup. Do you want to have kids one day? No. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I got a vasectomy last year. Wow, that's yeah. reversible though. Hmm? That's reversible. Though, it is, it? yeah. But yeah. cool, that's, yeah. that's great. I think but all guys a... should, well, whoever wants to. All guys should get a vasectomy. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> so what I was going to say. Just... 
it makes way more sense than the alternative. No, I mean, with regards to considering it is reversible, and I have not looked into this myself. Mm. This is I'm repeating someone else's opinion that I was like, ooh, that does make sense. The birth control pill is so incredibly side effect ridden and mm. contributes to infertility and yeah. and just a, a million different things for women. Yeah, that the the norm it's it seems it it would it might seem um it might be more I don't know it it's simpler to think of um a one time side effect free and I don't know if the, these things are true with regards mm. to being side effect free but it, but if it were if there was more a one time yeah. side effect free reversible process that men could get yeah. at let's say 18 that would that seems that's like a much better strategy for yeah. birth control yeah um but cool wow what mm. a big, so what so you just were like i've decided and, and then you just wanted to do that to kind of just because uh you decided i sort of if i become overwhelmed with indecision i tend to just make an arbitrary decision and then rationalize its utility after the fact. <laughs> wow. But so it was, it was, so why not just wait to do it if you weren't sure? Well, because that same logic gets applied to having children. If you wait till you're sure to have kids, then you'll never do it. So just do it, mm. which is insane. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, so I felt, yeah, just, I, I, the ethics and everywhere I can look at it resonates with like the decision, like getting vasectomy and cool. taking some action around that makes sense in so many different levels. Wow. It's just not um, for you. It's a journey that you just don't feel that does not fill you with excitement. Having kids. Yeah, it is. It is. And if I was, a, if I was a woman, I'd probably think differently about it. I think I to grow a human being inside mm. my body would be wild and the birth process yeah a human i think i want to experience that i want to experience that yeah. very selfishly yeah like a, just because i want to experience yeah it. i don't think i'd be people. able to overcome those selfish impulses if i was willing but i i think for a man like i can i can have ex, have a lot of sim, like comparable experiences with other people's kids mm, and like, also just just like being kind of like that divine masculine in the collective and in yeah. your work and in your friendships mm, and in all exactly. of your relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, think that, I don't think it would make a huge difference whether or not I had kids of my own and I'd be very open to a whole range of different possible. Like I'd, I'd be very open to parenting. I'm just less open to starting a family. Yeah. And like yeah. also just the fact that that then means you start thinking about, okay, so I need this plot of land because I can't raise kids in a van. And it limits very, you. It's very it, limiting. It, and the, yeah, very so time-consuming. Huge amount of energy. Most people underestimate how much energy it oh, takes. Oh, I know. So I think, yeah, that's part of the whole career d- dilemma. Because, mm. you know, especially as a woman, there's also that mm. biological clock on it. If you want to have kids, I, yeah. I see, I mean, and I feel like I'm still a child. Like, I am in nowhere practical, in, in no, in, in no practical regard ready but my body i see a child and my ovaries mm. go oh. <laughs> i'm not kidding <laughs> what I, happened I mean, to maxi also, and tina right they were yeah. together like not very long before she got pregnant i, th- I don't think that was and intentional they, though no no it wasn't at all like yeah. they weren't ready but they've really taken it in their stride yeah they were such beautiful i think that you'd be fine oh i mean i think that oh i would be fine if i did yes. have kids before i got the vasectomy but yeah. if i had the choice and the opportunity hell like i just reached that point where i I felt i needed to take that that's so cool to do that thing like this this is it felt like it would have been irresponsible for me to not do it at that point Mm. in time i I haven't looked back i don't regret it at all wow cool Mm. wow Mm. yeah that's a huge crossroads huh to have kids and not to have kids for, yeah, and, and so that changes so, so, my vision of the future. It, totally. it gives me a lot more freedom to. Um, this is so good, by the way. The, mm, oh my god! Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yes, and I'm like, I'm such a lightweight with alcohol that I'm like drunk off. Of oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I've ever had it before. I just thought, hmm, wonder what that would be like. Mm. Very impressed. I guess this is what people like normal people who take like one hit of a joint feel. They're just like, ooh, mm. like, hey Mary Jane, like, nice to see you. 
That's what I feel like when you I have a little bit of alcohol. Like, I have, like, mm. one sip, and I'm just like, ooh, like, I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <it's> like... <laughs> Where do you feel it? Um, my whole body. Hmm. <laughs> I feel it kind of like a, it's a little bit like a floating effect. A little bit airy. and a little airy, a little giggly. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's so nice. <laughs> it's, I, I've never, it's so funny. I've never... I've never once had the experience of reaching for alcohol for either pleasure or escape. Like I've mm. indulged in it socially a handful of times a year mm. with regards to like if it's offered and I need a very small amount, but, um, it's, that's something that's fascinating for me. And I'm so glad I've had, um, you know, my own journeys with, with other, um, with other plant medicines to kind of like compare it to because, mm. um, I can understand now why you would like, if, if this is what you got accustomed to with regards to an altered state of consciousness, it's just habitual and comfortable. And I can mm -hmm. see how this would be a nice place to come back. The to. figure becomes the ground mm. when we get used to it. Either like the figure, figure ground, the f no. like the, that plant is a figure and the wall is the, the ground, the background. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Habituation. Yes. The mm. figure blends into the background. Cut you off. You're making a really good point about something, and then I mentioned the wine. Do you remember what you're saying? What were we talking about? Kids. Yeah. So what you're saying? Mm. Vasectomy. Uh, yeah, freeze up. It gives it. It gives me more certainty. It, it just removes a lot of randomness from my future. Yeah. If I know that the chances of me just having kids accidentally or even intentionally. <laughs> Yeah, are like very, very low, in a now, extremely of... low, like neg negligibly low, <laughs> then I, I, it, it gives me a lot more space to think about what else I want to do with my life. And that's really fun. It just creates this whole open, this whole ocean of possibility. It's like, wow, all right, yeah. there's a lot I can do right now. So. It's so interesting because I already feel, you know, the responsibility that you, that, that, is talked about with regards to the choice to have children I'm already feeling with regards to the anxiety about my choices now because it's connected to this um, much more limited scope especially based on the kind of parent I want to be based on the things that I've learned I um, I'm yeah I have a much more limited um, scope of possibilities of how that's going to go down yeah um, and then i feel attached to those options because i want to have kids yeah so preferences they, they're limiting likes and dislikes they they limit us. and yeah look i mean and also it's more like you said i'm attached to the journey of parenting more than i am necessarily attached but oh no just selfishly i just cannot wait to just mm. be a human portal i think that's going to be a magnificent experience that mm. i want in this life I wonder if I think of needs as layered as well. I wonder if there's a need underneath parenting and all these things. It's just presence. I wonder if we all share this basic human need to be present, to come to back into the moment. Because I think presence makes you a better parent. Mm. Right. So in feeling drawn to this journey of like doing mothering, right? That inherent, mm. that like that that. Um, not just inherently, but uh, overwhelmingly involves presence more than anything else. Yeah, it could be like a cold, that feeling, that longing could be pointing to a need to, to come into the moment and be immersed in the now. I think we all have that longing. I think that feelings are kind of signposts to needs. I, 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 I'm just wondering whether there's sort of like feelings are signposts to needs i like that mm. and i wonder if there's a kind of funneling of needs for a more more but there's a spectrum where mm. there's like needs that are closer to strategies and then there's needs that are like deeper more um perennial like presence like the need to be present you know, that idea that we're all kind of on a trajectory towards enlightenment, towards immersion with the one, like whether yes, or not we're not pursuing it intentionally. You don't. Yeah. Okay. No. Mm. Um, I, the idea that brings me much more peace is the opposite of that with regards to like non-duality. Like there's no, there's no getting there. You're, you're there the second you, 
you wake up and the veil lifts and you're there, mm. which is every, you know, you can get there every time. That's a non-dual principle that we're already there. From what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I think this idea is consistent with non, non-duality. I think okay. it's a principle of non-duality hmm. that we all tend towards that oneness, that that, that we're all kind of, I mean. Oh, we tend we, towards. Yeah, I, sure. Like I was and, taking that to mean that, that, that you're walking on a path to somewhere you are not. Well, I think, yeah, and no, I, I get, yeah, I, I hear yeah. what you're saying. Um, I think to say that we, we already tend to are work. there, like enlightenment yes. is here. We are already one, but we yes. forget, you know, and that's and, illusion. So the and the non-duality concept is that there, there's no waking up. We're, we're here to, to enjoy non-duality as humans of, of mm. never fully always remembering. I, I don't think that we can. I don't think that... Um, that is a, that is a goal that serves us to strive for. I I think that we're, it's meant to be messy. We're meant to, we came here to have a piece of the puzzle missing and, and be able to be like, that's okay. I trust that I chose this puzzle and this puzzle is designed with my Mm. best intentions in mind. And, um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think that non-duality to me, that is very much a, um, a, a surrendering to what is instead of a striving. Yeah. A striving to like somewhere else on the spiritual journey mm. because then we're we're like almost we're muddying spirituality and we're making it just like everything else. We're making yeah. it. We're making it a materializing it. Like materializing the into time and space material. Mm. of like it's there and I am. It's here. already here. There's nothing we have to do. I mean, no. we are all already awake. It's just yeah. some of us realize it more than others. Do we? Or maybe that's that's what we think. But maybe their their version of awakeness is perfect for them. True. Okay. What so does it then mean to be awake? Sometimes I'm more of a more aware of it than other times. Yes. Yeah. I think that that's a much more helpful concept. Yes. Yeah. Everyone is God and drag. Everyone is, is mm. everyone's version of his, uh, of enlightenment is just as valuable as yours. And my awareness of that varies. But yes. over time, Ooh, that think... we just did it. That was it. It was <laughs> I, I, my sentence plus your sentence was it. I don't even remember what we said anymore. Right. We need to really we edit everything else out and just, <laughs> just that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought that resonated very um, strongly with me. So yeah, but like the more I play with these ideas and that understanding the more the more trusting i become the more willing i am to just let go and immerse myself into that whatever that is Mm. um i notice in me just a sort of natural progression towards like greater unity and integration and same yeah i want yeah so i wonder if that's true for everyone i wonder if we're all just sort of I mean, because mm. in, in saying that I feel the same way and I just acknowledge that I do and thinking about it, then yeah, I'm, I'm acknowledging that where I was before is not where I am now. Hmm. But for me, the biggest distinction has to do with, um, ooh, I, okay, I, I have an interesting point to raise so for example if what we're referring to is what what are you laughing at? i'm just so intrigued to hear your point <laughs> I, I was laughing i was giggling at my own now. excitement i was surprised at how i was like oh okay wait, it's still there i'm this. gonna forget i'm gonna forget <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry go on. um damn where'd it go okay if like, let's, <laughs> let's specify what we're talking about here. So like one way to put it would be like an increase in mindfulness where we recognize that we are not our thoughts. Okay. Like that's one kind of concise way of putting the work. Um, I could say that I have more times throughout my day now than I did five years ago or 10 years ago where I am more in mindfulness than not with regards to just flow state, mm. not not being, not necessarily not having thoughts, but not being identified with them before I quickly realize, oh, let me, yeah, let me in. Nice. But, thank you. But I wonder if like, going back to the principle of non-duality, 
if you like <laughs> yeah it's just a, it, it, it's a thought in itself to think that I am not identified with my thoughts yeah or, or, or it's a it's it's a concept that I'm like attached to as like a mental schema Mm. In, a, in a way that I'm holding on to it because it helps me make sense of the world. But then that's the same, it's the same costume of holding on to something because it helps you make sense of the world instead of like ultimate just like surrender and faith and trusting. Mm. Which is like, you know, no, non-duality, when I think of that concept, it's hard for, I mean, obviously it has been intellectualized and explained way more concisely than I am capable of but the way that I see it is um because of experiences I've had mostly with psychedelics where like concepts just collapse into each other like you go deep enough into it into the micro of something and you're in the macro of it again does mm. that make sense mm. that like yeah like what we just said with regards to thoughts you could say, okay, yeah, I'm getting better at this, I'm getting better at this, I'm getting better at this. But then it's almost like you're chasing your ego up like a, a house and it's just on another floor now. It's mm. just, you know, it's not, it's the same, you're doing the same yeah. game. You haven't escaped the game because there is no escaping the game because you chose this game. Why would you want to escape the game? Mm. You you chose this. This yeah. is a game you wanted to be here for. Why are you trying to, you know, it's, it's so much fun when you get to like immerse in the game mm. and like be like take that 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 pickup basketball game really seriously but then like let it go afterwards but but you don't want to be in the game being like oh it's just a game because then it's not fun mm. so it's like I think yeah I just like the idea that um it's like a, um reminds me of this Ram Dass quote that goes um you can do it like it's a great weight on you or you can do it like it's part of the dance yeah this, this whole it's all part of the dance yeah it's a game. It's a back and forth it's and in and out. Controlled folly. Yeah. We, we, why would we want to like ruin the ruin the ending? It's like watching a special effects movie, right? Mm. And someone's in, and your friends and you're going, you know, that's not real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I came here to watch the movie. I know it's yeah. not real. Sometimes I remember it's not real, but I want to think it's real. Yeah. I want to want things and not want things and hurt and. Huh. I I want to be human. Yeah. I like the yeah, roller coaster. Yeah, it's okay to get lost in the story. I mean, yeah, it's, it can it's get all really okay, but dry it... and dull and uninteresting, can't it? Yeah. Like the game, if we're always pointing out, oh, it's just a story. It's just this is peace and love. Real. It's just yeah. a game. Nah, I want to. I want that I too in my life. I want yeah. balance. I want to have enough of that too that mm. I don't get wrapped up in the game. But I. I never want to forget to like, I love feeling things really, I feel things so intensely, yeah. the grief and the joy. And I don't want to lose that in the, oh, but this is just a, this is not me. I want to feel like I'm the grief. I want to feel mm. like I am the joy before I remember, oh, it is a part of me, not me. Mm. But I don't want to stay in that remembering. That's boring. Mm. I care a lot. I'm very passionate about not caring. Mm. about there's things you do care about so what do you mean by that i guess that's that's the kind of that's the game it's like we can still get immersed in things and know at the same time that they're not important there's a paradox there yes you do that very we hold well space for being fully present and also um thank you How do I? You, I mean, even when we were talking about like certain political or governmental things earlier, you have this lightheartedness about it where, where you are committed to not caring so deeply about that, that it, I mean, and I, I just recognize that I think because I, I, um, you see so much of the opposite, right? Caring so much about caring, not just caring. Mm. But being someone who needs to prove they're an activist about something. Rescue. Yes. Rescue culture. Totally. Yeah. I felt that way when I first went vegan. It was very mm. much like a, whoa, this is making me feel like I care about something, so I care about it even more. Mm. And now I care about it 
in a way that is, I, I have very strong beliefs about it that I can, you know, um, back up and that I, and, and, and elicits a passion in me, but it's not, I don't, it's not, I'm, I'm not attached to the outcome of the, right. Mm. And, and, mm. and you do that in the way of, of everything. I've never, you're such like an empathetic, caring person in the definition of the world that, of the word that involves, um, being like a, um, where, where, where you know that the journey that someone else is on in front of you, like matters to you. Hmm. I'm trying to think of how to put this. But not being attached to the outcome. Yes. That's what I'm aiming for. I'm not yes. trying to get anything done. I'm not ever in anything, yeah, in any I'm of your not, interactions I'm not trying to with get anyone. Anything done. I, I, well, I mean, there are times that I do, but I actively, you know, I'm working on diminishing that or I'm working yes. on just letting that urge being there without engaging with it. <laughs> Going back to non-duality, it's like you're, you're, um, in, in caring about not caring, you care about. Yeah. Yeah, not I really care. I care a lot caring. about not caring. And then I catch myself caring too much about not, not caring. Exactly. I let go of that a that's, little bit. That's the, Just relax that's on the, that the whole not caring trip. Like the, the kaleidoscope. <laughs> yeah. The, the kaleidoscope collapsing, mm, mm, right? Mm. Are, are you visualizing it with me? It's like the like, mm-hmm. it keeps going into itself. These are visions that I have on like two plus grams of mushrooms. Oh, I get this sort much. of like, really? I've only ever done like a gram of mushrooms. I've never had a proper, ah. my most psychedelic experiences have been um, in therapeutic settings with ketamine and nitrous, mm. which have been incredible and very, very valuable to me. But I've never, um, I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> they're almost psychedelics with training wheels on mm. because you get the, the void that you find with shrooms and, and, and LSD and um, ayahuasca. I mean, although I've never, I, I've never done those, but I mean, I've never done ayahuasca, but, um, you, you get the psychedelic state. It's not just like a total dissociation. Like you get to somewhere that is, um, could be described as like oneness and mindfulness, but you're having your hand held in a way that elicits no, the, none of the anxiety that psilocybin does. Um, mm. you're getting a, uh, it's actually, I mean, this is why it's becoming so popular in the U.S. with regards to like therapeutic uses um, in certain clinical trials because for people with really severe trauma, it can be really scary to go into like a psilocybin or an LSD or an IA journey, right? Because mm. you're, it's, it's right in your face. Like if you have, are lacking some of the skills, to, it's, it could be terrifying, right? Mm. To, to, to like have amplified in you what is hurting. Ketamine does that and it amplifies in you what needs to be listened to but because it's a bit of a dis- or it is a dissociative mm. you are um you're almost like more in the observer way more in the observer and almost similar to like mdma in terms of the um uh the, the way that they're seeing it function in these similar studies they seem to have a similar pathway in terms of revisiting a traumatic memory, but you are looking at the memory while your brain is flooded with serotonin and dopamine, mm. right? So with, mm. with psilocybin, for example, you look at something scary and for some of us in some experiences, you actually feel really scared and then you go through that and it has helped with the trauma because you have survived it, you, you're able to look at it in a different way. If you're having someone who is there for you, guiding you, it can be incredibly healing. But it's it, it's a journey. Like you're, you're doing something that is going to take some courage and bravery. Mm. Um, with ketamine, what they're finding is that, especially as a first step for people mm. who have really severe trauma, it's able to take them there without having to feel the feelings again but rewrite the memories in the same way, which is really, really cool. Hmm. It's something that is non-habit forming, has very few side effects, 
with the vast majority of people and um it's something you can that build a tolerance right mm -hmm. you build tolerance. but this is heavy recreational use not, yeah. not going for a therapeutic session yeah i mean you once, build tolerance fast with some substances and others so maybe it's relatively low in terms of the yes. rate at which tolerance develops That's compared what they to found. something like heroin and nicotine oh god i mean and, and it's just it's it's non-addictive that's the main thing. It's, it's, but you don't feel like doing ketamine the day after doing ketamine. It's very similar to psilocybin with regards to um, you feel an afterglow of having gone through a psychedelic experiences where you get you addicted feel to anything, right? You can, I'm it, talking it, about like physical addiction. Oh, uh, so you. But if you develop tolerance, then there is a potential to become dependent. But, I distinguish between. But isn't that more behavioral addiction and instead of like physiological? I, addiction? I think of addiction as psychological and dependence, physiological dependence, as in the body. Okay. So I think you develop tolerance. So you, there, there is a potential with ketamine to develop tolerance, but not at, okay. at the rate at which you develop tolerance to something like heroin or. Oh, I think caffeine is probably even the most more susceptible to. Um, the formation of physical dependence but wouldn't you say that caffeine is is addictive in the way that nicotine or anything can is? be addictive addiction is psychological so you can become a, ah. addiction is like so what so what's the of, difference between things that we can we, we associate typically with the word addictive like nicotine or caffeine or i think we often conflate the terms heroin. addiction with dependence dependence is in the body addictions in the mind we can be addicted to anything that dependence has to do with a process of your body adapting, uh. physiologically adapting to a new phenomena that experiences mm. as it moves towards, as it works towards homeostasis. And you think that ketamine um, can create a dependence? Yeah. I mean, we developing a dependence is sort of like habituating. So if you lie on a soft couch for a, uh, lie in a soft mattress for a week, and go back to your normal one it will feel harder that's like you've gotten that's physiologically really dependent to a softer mattress mm -hmm. and vice versa that kind of places i really like that that places everything on a spectrum yeah instead of seeing certain things as like addictive and yeah. dangerous yeah. it just I makes mean, you everything's it takes addictive person. everything's dangerous yeah. <laughs> yeah and i'm not necessarily um like saying that this is a I don't even know how we got on this topic. It's pretty ketamine. low risk. It's fascinating. But I, I'm just I did, fascinated I by, by the know, research. I'm, yeah, yeah, I didn't know the way. It, I hadn't thought. I had. I've never heard anyone describe the way in which it um, operates in a therapeutic yeah. context. If you're interested in it, a two and a half hour um, podcast about how it works in a therapeutic context, um, mm. the Aubrey Marcus podcast. Oh yeah, I listen to him it? every now and again. Oh, he's we great. might have talked about yeah. that ages ago. Um, mm. he just interviewed this psychiatrist and neuroscientist, mm. I forget his name, and it's two and a half hours about therapeutic like ketamine therapy. Yeah. I think you'd really enjoy it. it. You should watch it, it on YouTube actually, because cool. it's a nice conversation to watch. They're oh like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, nice. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, I get that experience of like the folding into the patterns and shapes with, with psilocybin. I have sort of visions of this sort of like moving, this like gro this melding into. Mm. Um, so good. Yeah, it. I mean, it just feels real. It's not always comfortable, mm -hmm. but it, it just feels uh, like the most natural and real thing that's available to me in that moment. What does it feel like? It feels like a grounding, like an orienting to the present on multiple planes not necessarily this pre precise moment and right now but it might be like the present my sense of like geopolitically what's happening right yeah. now right now is in like this year as well Ooh, it's I sort really of like, like a, that mm, it's like an orienting to whatever like out and in like yeah <laughs> yeah and whatever my attention is organized like happens to be organizing itself around like psilocybin kind of invites me into a choice of either grounding into that at which point all these like options or possibilities emerge from that so it's like a, a grounding into and then oh like, God, that's and then we good. can move out of out from that point 
I want someone um, to paint that. Yeah, I get pretty clear. I, I fear that if I tried to capture it visually, then it would probably belie the... But how you just described it was so helpful. It's very much in the body as well. It's like a kinesthetic. It's like a, it's quite a multimodal sensory experience. Yeah, I guess being human is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's funny because how you just described it really appeased the part of me that goes, okay, yeah, yeah, presence, but why? That needs it kind of to be just expressed in words. Mm. That's how I best learn things. Nothing. I see through every, I guess like every other option just seems limiting and not real or false. But the way you described it, which was taking everything in front of me in mm. to then decide what I'm going to put out. That's, that's really helpful to understand mm. why it's so important to be present with Look. regards to like more kind of concepts of, well, why is this even good for us? Or why does this improve our realities? Because mm. it allows us to like have that input that creates the, the, the alchemy in us for whatever the output is. And that output doesn't need to look like output typically does in terms of like doing. Yeah. But it's like, what, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's, 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 the, it's the absorption, like a sponge through all your senses mm. of then what you squeeze out. Mm. Yeah. And the output, the doing or deciding part of it doesn't feel like it's me in that situation. It feels as though there's like a, like an invitation to orienting to the moment and then a, a, a perception of all these possibilities emerging from the present moment. And then from that observer, observer perspective, I'm still just watching the way in which I float, the way in which my consciousness will flow down one of those. So I'm not really even deciding. It's just I'll catch myself in each moment and then the, a range of possibilities emerge from that. And if I just stay fluid and stay in the flow, my consciousness, like water, will just find the path of least, least resistance. <gasps> so there's not a doing there. It's just a flow. And then I bring mindfulness to that next node, that next point, and all these decision all, all these possibilities emerge from that <laughs> and then consciousness will flow to Do the next path. node and there's this kind of like orienting and then like like reorienting recalibrating and then movement that there isn't a a, a a sense of me being the doer in that and this is like described by lots of other people by ramda so i feel like I'm on the right track if this is the feedback I'm getting. Do you, do you get to feel that way without psilocybin? I, I mean, I, I work to integrate that into sober states as well to, to a much less like visceral and embodied sense. And psilocybin is just like, wow, okay, that I feel it in my bones on an experience like that. So then that becomes a reference point. Got to do two grams soon. Wow. What, 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 what an amazing... I'm very experience. careful with it. With, with two grams plus, I, I have been... Um, I like lock myself in the van, like nice weather. I'll have everything, like the setting, yes. finely tuned. And then I'll usually get into bed. I'll have exercised and eaten that morning. So everything will be taken care of. I'll have food ready. I'll, I'll drink the medicine in a tea and go and get under my dunas in my bed and like... Just let, let the medicine do its work. Wow. So a lot of it is done without moving with your eyes closed. Not yeah. In I'm sort of, you know, I'm like in bed in mm. a dark, like all natural light closed off. It's like a Terrence McKenna sort of like going within. Mm. Or is turning down external stimulation as much as I can and just journeying within. It's just an inward journey. Wow. I, I, and I don't even know if I sleep through. I think I might actually nap through some of that, which is weird. I'm not sure. It's probably not true sleep. Wow. But I can be in bed for three or four hours and then I'll sort of start coming to start moving and sort of like roll out of bed, like then start climbing around my van in all sorts of weird positions, putting my feet on the roof and like being a monkey. (laughs) You are a monkey. Then I'll go for a walk in a park or something like that to end it. You don't feel like you, during that three to four hours, you're, you get antsy and you want to move and and you get anxious. Yeah. I just, I start moving in bed. Sometimes I'll be like on my back, like, tucked up like this and like holding my feet or something like and, a baby and you don't get bored 
Well, I've already exercised. Yeah. So I've like exerted myself. I've like mm-hmm. broken a sweat that morning sometimes. I've like That's met my need call. for movement and I've eaten well. So I'm, and I'll meditate into it and then get into bed. So I'm fairly calm mm. and fairly like, yeah. But don't you, like, do you have times throughout that process where, where you feel the urge to do? Where you're like, I, yeah. I, I should play yeah. some music or I should journal or I should that, do some art. Like you just want to like, ooh. That usually happens at the start. And then as the intensity increases, then I want to go into bed. And then rest, restlessness will take me out of bed. And I'll need to get out of the van. Like but that's hours later. Yeah. So yeah, but during the peak of it, I'm, I'm like in bed under the covers. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to try that strategy. Thanks for sharing. Mm. Yeah. To pee again. Mm. Should I pause it? Yeah, that's the red button. <laughs> Welcome back from the toilet. Thanks. Is that, did is you it, have a good wee wee? Is that where the or ad? Or did you do a poo poo? Oh <laughs> <laughs> is this where the ad break comes in? Now back to the podcast. Stone's Mac green ginger wine. It's delicious. <laughs> I'm someone you can't make laugh when they're drinking water. Um, I've had a bunch of really embarrassing experiences involving like drinking water and um, being made to laugh. Correct. Because like normal people, like which is what I just did. I'm working on it. You like stop laughing for a second, swallow the water, mm. and then like keep laughing. But I like my body just couldn't figure out how to multitask. So oh. that there would be two options if I was made to laugh while I was drinking water. I would either spit it out in front of me, which yes. happened like. At least a dozen times, like way more than the average person. Like, like at new, I remember once I went to Israel on a um, birthright trip, which was really, really cool. Um, felt really connected to my um, to my cultural Judaism that I was raised with. I wasn't. Oh, raised, I didn't know that. Yeah, huh. all four of my grandparents. Not. Yeah. Um, I wasn't raised religiously, but um, it was a really beautiful opportunity to like connect with with my ancestors and feel mm. proud of that part of myself and um so I was just meeting with 30 people that I was about to um embark on a 10-day immersive journey with we're sitting around a round table I took a big drink of whatever I was drinking someone made me laugh and I spit it over the whole table like on the food like can you imagine and that's not like the only time something that has happened so I mean Mm. that's like a weird that's not like a normal thing Mm. so that's a and then b is I am so scared of doing that so to stop myself from doing that I go in my laughter and I suck a big gulp of water down into my lungs and then I it's and then I'm like fully mm. like dot like I, five minutes of like actual mm. painful coughing. Yeah. So, uh, so it's been a problem. It's what a- what do I? How do I respond to each of those situations? I mean, the first situation I feel like I can <laughs> deal with just a bit of Carly saliva garnish yeah. on whatever yeah. I'm eating or drinking. That's fine. I can deal with that. <laughs> but if you start choking, uncontrollably. It's just like sorry, I need a second, and then I'm just like, I'm should not I, okay. Should I initiate okay. the high man maneuver? The hymen. <laughs> so when someone's choking, you're like... That must have been a joke. Like grab, like grab them from behind. You just said hymen, not Heimlich. What was it? You said hymen. Uh, that was unintentional. <laughs> Is hymen that bit of skin, like tissue that's on the vagina before yeah. a woman loses yeah. her virginity? That was like a, a real like Freudian slip. Right. I feel like we yeah. should go into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open to that. We can talk about what that might mean. <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> wow that's embarrassing because i've been saying that a lot then no well, you have not said hymen maneuver like several other times Surely, in my life. but people would have thought you were just like joking maybe that's what i thought i was like oh maybe. like is there some pun there that i just missed people often think that i'm joking when i'm not <laughs> or not joking when i am which i quite like no, I mean, just, but you're also, like, a very intelligent person and have quite a large vocabulary. So for you to say hymen maneuver, like, the, the assumption is not that you don't know the word. It's that you just, like, are just making a pun. deliberately. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not deliberate. So what's the actual... Heimlich. It's after Heimlich. the name of the guy who invented Heimlich. it. He yeah. sounds German. H-E-I-M-L-I-C-H. Heimlich. Okay, all right. 
Should I pull one of those? If you're joking. Um, no, it just goes away. Just go. But I'm, I'm working on it, as you can see. How about see. douse you in water to sort of no. like cool you down? That no. wouldn't help. I just need... Okay. And I, I need you to stop making me laugh. That's the major point. Sometimes I do that, and it's so funny for my friends that okay. it just gets way worse. Yeah. Because so then I'm trying to cough really it deadpan face no. and look at you like this. No, you just like leave the room. <laughs> Don't do this. Don't do that. <laughs> That's really scary. I'll walk out. I'll leave you. I'll let you have your moment. Yeah, yeah, okay. and just collect myself. Yeah, but I'm more. I'm. You know, I guess I'm learning how to physiologically multitask you know the whole breathing heart rate metabolism like it's a lot at once so then like the drinking mm. water and the laughing it's just a bit too much for my body i mm. just can't I, yeah, I could never be someone who's like on one leg circus performer like juggling doing it like no mm -hmm. just not coordinated like that clearly yeah well thank you for letting me know and i am left but somewhat my medical, intrigued. medical disorder. yeah and i can't guarantee that i won't crack a joke no, when you are it's, drinking it's not good just to see okay i'm about to take a sip you look away <laughs> i'm not good at jokes just like off a cuff either so we're probably safe we survived that <laughs> there's more water there for you as well if you yeah. thanks um how do we wrap this up? How do we bring this oh, lovely Oh, we should bring it back close? to the time capsule idea we were talking about and send messages to ourselves in five years. Why five years? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want this to be a regular practice. I imagine that I'm just going to have so much content that I won't be able to review everything. I'm imagining this as sort of like a... I try and listen back to it fairly quickly to create this like echo chamber okay and get the feedback fairly but you can use it however you want so, so perhaps we'll be speaking to five years time carly when you've moved into a, a little shack on a, a tree house. little top top shack on the cliffs of bondi and you're not paying any rent and stop i don't that. like that <laughs> I don't want to live in a tarp You're homeless shack. and you're actually you're quite happy and content. And okay. Almost liberated. Wow. There's a part of me well, that the liberated is, Carly. is so, in such a sassy way, so resistant to that idea. <laughs> <laughs> My inner teen, I think, maybe. I don't know. I'm still working with the parts, but she was not happy hearing that. She took that really seriously. She said, Stop. I my apartment. Yeah. I need my nice, cushy, <laughs> shiny, fancy things. I like a vi having a Vitamix. <laughs> I need my multivitamins. Oh, my Vitamix. Vitamix. Okay. You know what that is? Like I a, think so, it's yeah. It's a fancy blender. Yeah. Oh, you create your own multivitamins with your Vitamix. Yes. Yeah. That was another Hyman moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so who do you want to talk to? I want, like, let's go with the theme of talking to a future version of ourselves. So maybe it's you in a week, you said. I think that's just a fun little experiment. I don't know what I want to say. I don't know if my future self would be interested in <laughs> anything. I have um, to say. Test it out. <laughs> See how it feels to listen to this mm. in the future. Have you just, you go just first. check it's in? A, it's, uh -uh. it's a trippy thought. Okay. Okay, I, have to go first. I mean, I could go first, I guess. But it's, yeah, just like kind of genuinely try to imagine your future self there and just like have a bit of a conversation with them i, I actually have it's a it's a weird I, do, idea. I do this when i journal i've never done it it's audibly a weird idea because i always assume that the future me is going to be wiser than exactly. the current me so yeah what can i you know what am i going to learn from the stupider it's not it's not me? about teach it's just about connecting oh okay oh or, so or, it would be if you, or even asking your future questions self anything like help like help me be sure. here or, but then that's a weird concept yeah. and as you well i think from me hmm. i'm struggling to engage with this exercise okay. on a conceptual level I'm trying to, i should have brought my journal <laughs> so i could have given you an example but it's like yeah you go first you have to help me here uh, i put a lot of pressure on this idea now um we could just abandon it do a non-attachment practice and just turn off the recording to finish in an abrupt way. It's an alternative. <laughs> I'm not attached to that option. Dear future Carly. <laughs> um, Hello, darling. We love you. Hey, life's really good now. 
and it's really hard sometimes and we are making the most of every moment and we're savoring all the memories I know you're gonna or all the moments that I know you're gonna look back on as memories nostalgically we're trying to I know that that's what you're gonna have wanted me to do most of all and I'm try I'm doing it I, I can hear you I'm doing it and um, I'm I'm thinking of you in my actions and and working towards an amazing technical dream coat stuck in my head. I haven't sang those songs in a while. My golden coat flew out of sight. The colors may fade into darkness. I will definitely. I don't think you'll know it as I continue, so I'll stop. <laughs> I like your singing, then. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually a really dark. Um, it's like a biblical play. And there's this song that Joseph sings as a, um, did it go, by the way? Did we check? If it was did it delete? Saved? I'm not sure. Oh. Yeah. I want to know now. Can we check now? What difference will it make? I'm just curious. Yeah. If you hit the red button again, then. Yo, yo. Test one, two, three. Check, check. <laughs> Mic check. <laughs> Um, oh, I was talking to my future you self. You were talking to your future self, Carl. All right. Um, I love you, and I feel so connected to you and connected to the idea of you trying to connect with me the way I try to connect with my inner little girl and my younger selves and meet all their needs, all their unmet needs. And um, yeah, I really like the idea that you are looking at me, my choices now, and the manifestation of me at this age in your psyche when you're older as um you know with very loving eyes with with the eyes of um non-judgment and knowing i'm trying my best and i will continue doing what i'm doing and i look forward to meeting you hmm. Much love. Peace That's and love, baby. Cool. And hope, hope you have a great day when you're listening to this. Goodbye. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, I just okay. ended that I, like that a five-year-old. That makes much more sense. Yeah, imagining <laughs> receiving that would be interesting. I hope you're having a good day. Wait, I want to say one more thing because I didn't end it in a, in a like, nice, nice enough way. I just want to end it with what might I want to hear? What would just be a good reminder of at all times? Ooh, slow down. That's, mm. been, that, that's been a palpable lesson through Elva, through that course I just took over the weekend, through just my whole life. Mm. That I know that you're never going to get to the end of learning. So continue to slow down. Mm. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> You could do past self. This is a fun little creative exercise. This is just a fun little creative exercise, says Carly. In which I will participate shortly. He's getting in the zone now. It's happening. Hello, future self. I hope you're having a splendid day. I wonder what you're doing right now. How you're feeling. What you're thinking about.
sure what else to say to you. I assume you've had experiences and lessons from between now and where you are now, between where I am here and where you are now, that give you different perspective and insight to the one I have access to right now. So I'm not sure whether there's any value in any advice that I have for you right now. I just trust that you're capable to work out whatever's in front of you to keep moving and find your way. And I'm thinking about you and sending you love. Wow. <laughs> that was really, really cool. <sighs> How do you feel? Different. <laughs> <laughs> Um, grateful. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for your time. And it's a great to connect in this way outside of our usual scheduled social um, activities. Social, yeah, activities. <laughs> um, Thank you so yeah. much for your time and your insights. And mm. This was such a gift. Mm. I feel so connected right mm. now. Mm. Yes. Arigodachi. Yeah. Do you end it with anything? Just, just, do you have a sentence? No. No. I feel like you should... Be open to any suggestions. I feel like it would be nice. Because when I listen to podcasts, I like that it almost... I, I like a little bit of acknowledgement that there's someone else listening. Yeah. And that is the goal of mm. us recording this, among many other goals. But it's it, we're going to post it on the interwebs. Yeah, so, interwebs, interwebs. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think you just have so much wisdom to share that um, it would be nice to, I think, have a parting, um, mm. a, from, a parting familiar. I have thought about this in terms of, like yeah, that. in terms of just like a container. Mm. Like, you know, We're exiting that, the container of this conversation yeah, now. Some, yeah, some, like symbols that mark different points to form like a sort try of arc something. or a story. Just see if you like it. Just try mm. anything. You can try something else next time. Well, the podcast, that one name that I've thought of is B. That's currently the name. So I guess the checkout could be something like, thank you for tuning into B. Continue to be. Continue to be on your journey into being. Be so. <laughs> be dangerous. <laughs> what did you say? Like, peace out, but. Peace out. Peace out. out. Peace out, y'all. Peace out.